Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see Him for who He is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Hey everyone, welcome to the B4 Podcast. My name is Alex. I'm Ashley, and today we are joined by Morgan Clements. Hello. Hey Morgan, we're really glad to have you here. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast today, we are doing an episode on Holy Week. Yeah, because it is Holy Week. It is Holy Week. Congratulations. If you did not know, it is Holy Week, which is just a fancy name for the week leading up to Easter. So today we're going to spend a little bit of time getting to know Morgan, because if you're coming to any of our services or watching online, you're going to see her a lot this weekend. Um, But we'll also take a little time to talk about the um, couple of the special days this week that are part of Holy Week, how they're celebrated, what they mean. Just give you a little bit of information. Yeah, and how we can participate in those yeah. as well. Yeah. So Morgan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, we're pumped to have you. Tell us a little bit about you. What do you do here at the church? Where have people seen you before? Where are they going to see yeah. you this weekend? <laughs> yeah, well, like we said, my name's Morgan, and I am one of um, the creative residents, specifically with the worship team here at B4. And... Um, I lead worship and do a lot of other things, resident things. Um, I participate in our weekly residency cohorts, which is super fun. And um, yeah, so you'll see me on stage in the coming weeks and you probably have already seen me yeah. on stage. Yes. So yeah. Morgan is the blonde one with yeah. cute glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're listening to this, our residency program is really like a ministry training program. It's mm-hmm. about exposing leaders to real ministry opportunities and giving them um, meaningful responsibility while also us learning from them. So yeah. um, Ashley, or excuse me, not Ashley, Morgan is in a group of, <laughs> or a cohort of residents for the year. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, how did you get here, Morgan? Like what led you to join the staff of B4? Yeah. Um, it's actually a funny story. Um, I grew up in ministry and um, grew up serving in uh, various parts of the church, um, and then just kind of started to develop a passion for worship ministry um, over the years. Um, when I graduated high school, I actually moved to Hawaii for college. Not a um, bad place. Or I guess I I moved, I went to college for Hawaii. So you could go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, which island were you on? Yeah. I was on the island of Oahu. Okay. Nice. Yep. And um, just went there because I wanted to get a different culture ex- cultural experience. Sure. Um, I did grow up moving around a lot. And so I really value um, just learning about different cultures. And I think that that's really um, a valuable piece of um, education, Um, not just books and (laughs) learning, although that's important as well. Um, But yeah, and then I um, moved back from Hawaii. I moved back to my hometown, Spokane, Washington, um, just because I actually struggled with um, some health issues and we just couldn't wow. afford it anymore. Sure, we were sure. digging into digging into savings. And so we just wanted to get back up on our feet. Um, my husband and I were um, living in Spokane for about a year until we moved here. Okay. Um, he was a youth resident at our last church. Um, and I was just figuring it out still, just <laughs> sure. working out a furniture store, doing <laughs> staging. <laughs> it's um, kind of fun. Yeah, just trying to make the most out of life. And then... Um, yeah, eventually um, heard about this residency here at B4 and just thought it would be a great opportunity to um, dive into what I really felt called to do. That's so, so awesome. Yeah. So TJ, 
your yeah. husband. Yep. Where did you, did you meet TJ in Hawaii? I actually met him um, in high school. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Oh. So we knew each other. We were actually family friends. Um, so our uh-huh. parents were friends and um, I was over at his house a lot and he was never home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he he was off doing, you know, high school things. And um, eventually we met and became best friends. Um, we actually were best friends, not just like, you right, know, like, some like people the cliche, say. Right, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, we actually hung out with each other for about two years before we started dating. So that's fun. Yeah. And then um, he followed me to school. So right. he was well, he like, also I'm... wanted a four year vacation. Yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually only ended up being two years, but yeah, hey. it was hey, still, still great, worth it. Yeah. It's still a great time. But yeah. So we, um, we continued dating um, while we lived in Hawaii. He yeah. um, lived like two hours away from me. And so um, it was quite a trip um, far away from each other. But um, yeah, we just kind of figured it out there and got engaged yeah. um, a year into it. And yeah. Okay, he so, also, we should ahead. mention, you will see on stage yes. occasionally. Yeah. So he's not a resident, yeah. but he is helping with worship. Yep. Yeah. He um, he really enjoys leading worship with me. And um, I, yeah, we are, we feel like we are meant to be together in ministry. Yeah, you guys we are really a great awesome. team. Yeah, we love yeah. it. Yeah. What does a day in the life of Hawaii look like when you're living <laughs> there? I've always wondered this and I rarely get the chance to ask somebody. Because P.S. Alex is like, Hawaiian. Yeah, I and so yeah. Did you oh, know I've never lived there? That. Yeah, but yes. I I knew that. I just forgot about right. it. Right. So That's I'm crazy. I'm a quarter Hawaiian. Wow. Um, my grandmother. Yeah. So um, I went to Maui, Hawaii, for the first time in my life in 2019. Wow. Cool. And it was like the surreal experience for me. But mm-hmm. I had always wanted to go. I'd always imagined what it was like living there. So yeah. now that you're here, and I never get a chance <laughs> to ask people what yep. what could what Alex's could life have my life like? have been like. Well, earlier um, Ashley said, you know, it was like a two-year vacation and it actually wasn't like a two-year vacation. (laughs) That's what I was hoping for. And yes, while I did get a um, a couple surfing breaks during my day and um, felt the warm weather on my skin a lot, um, it was actually pretty hard. It was expensive. Um, Yeah, it's it's a tourist place. Um, That's just inevitable. Um, It was weird working, um, I was working at a health bar when I was living there and (laughs) I would get, you know, people coming in from, you know, surfing and all this different stuff, um, hiking and doing all these fun things. And I would just ask them, oh, what are you doing today? And I would be able to recommend things to them. But it was hard because it was, I was at work. You were recommending (laughs) fun things for them to do. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't actually get as much opportunity to do those things, but it was still really fun. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. And how long have you and TJ been married? Um, it will be three years in August. That's nice. So awesome. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a little bit about uh, Holy Week as mm-hmm. we kind of shift gears. One of the other reasons why, aside from the fact that you're going to be leading us in worship throughout, mm-hmm. you know, all of our Holy Week services. Um, as a church, we produce this thing called the Lent Devotional I think everybody who's listening to this podcast has heard about it. We hope yeah. so, because if not, we have failed you utterly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've had your own experience with it. Yeah. Not because you're paid to do it, just mm-hmm. as somebody who- As a consumer. Um, is, yeah, is connecting with God through 
this Lent season. And we wanted to hear a little bit about that journey for you um, because Lent is the journey that leads us up to Holy Week. And so just wondering if you could share a little bit about what that journey has been like, some of the things that God has spoken to you in this whole process. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I think about when you ask that. Um, I think the first thing is when I first um, received the Lent devotional, I um, actually just invited people on social media. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm Gen Z, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so classic. But I invited people to do it with me and I actually got about 50 responses wow. Um, wow. to do the Lent devotional with me. And um, I haven't really kept up with them as much as I hoped to, but um, it was really cool just to see, um, just to connect with people. And a lot of people I didn't know or I hadn't talked to since probably high school um, that were just like, yeah, I'm interested. Um, Maybe they don't even go to church. Um, So Mm -hmm. it was really cool just to connect on that level, um, first of all. But yeah, the Lent devotional has been amazing for me. I think it's been really cool to um, just learn more. And um, not only that, but just um, think about things that, because I think it really helps um, not only have a personal application, but um, just look at the world and um, look at more general concepts, um, which I think that a lot of people don't um, often do in their own devotional time. Usually it's just like, oh yeah, God, show me what you want me to read today. And, you know, I'll read a Psalm or whatever. And that's, that's great. But um, yeah, it's been really good just to get like a general um, outlook on, on that. And yeah, it's been really great, really impactful for um, for me and a lot of people I've heard. So that's really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. As you think about that journey, is uh, there like one specific day that you feel like has been like jumped out on you? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I do. Um, one of the days, um, I can't remember which day it was, but um, I was just reading about, um, it was the, I think it was during the first week when we were talking about um, just the meaninglessness of life, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. which sounded really, yeah, it sounded really um, somber at first. But um, this specific day was interesting to me because um, he started talking about um, enjoying the small pleasures in life. And to me, that was really helpful um, because I started kind of lamenting myself. And then I was like, right. oh, yeah, I need to like remember to enjoy this. And mm-hmm. um, I think that in general, sometimes I try to find my joy elsewhere in getting a job done or doing something and um, just being hit with that. Okay. Yeah. But I can, I can do that. But in the, in the middle of it, I can find joys and um, find little small victories. Right. So yeah, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like the reason why I asked that question is because the point of Lent and the point of doing something like a Lent devotional is to um, have something in a day that brings back to mind a truth, mm-hmm. a truth about yeah. God, about reality we live in um, to guide us for that day. And uh, really the reason why um, going back now to when the church calendar was really invented and they started adding these quote unquote holy days in place wasn't for us to necessarily get stuck in some religious rut of ritual, Mm -hmm. but to have a day that brought back some type of memory about Mm -hmm. what God has done and to spend that day reflecting on that and allowing that to kind of move us forward. And so I think that's a great like transition for lack of a better term for how we move into Holy Week. 
And uh, if you're listening to this, one of the things we want to do is just look at the four primary days of Holy Week and to talk a little bit about what they mean and then how we as a people can participate in those. So the first one is... Maundy Thursday. What the heck is Monday Thursday? <laughs> Monday Thursday is always a Thursday for Easter, right? Which obviously it's Holy Week, um, and that's a day where we commemorate the everything that happened in the upper room. So the washing of the disciples' feet, the first communion, Jesus instituting that, um, even the prayer when Jesus is in the garden. Um, praying with God and pleading for him to let the cup pass. So a lot of churches, at least growing up, my church that I grew up in did a Maundy Thursday service. Which What was kind a, of tradition did you grow up in? in I Mine was like a Christian churches, Churches of Christ. So okay. they actually didn't necessarily follow the liturgical calendar all the sure. way, but they, for some reason, always had a Maundy Thursday service. Okay. And it was a extended communion service. So that was a a tradition that I appreciated growing up because I think it's easy, especially if you've grown up in church to kind of get used to like, this is communion. We do it once a month or we do it once a week or we do it, you know, however often your church does it here, we do it once a month. Um, And the service always kind of brought to light, like, this is why we're doing this. This is the context in which this was set up as like Jesus is saying in advance, everything that I'm about to go through, I am doing it for each one of you. And I want you to remember this. Communion is meant to be a memory trigger of this was Jesus's body. This was Jesus's blood. It was broken. It was shed for each and every one of us. Right. What's a way for us to enter into that, participate mm-hmm. with that? Well, if you're reading the Lent devotional, um, you will see on Wednesday, I think, either Tuesday or Wednesday of the devotional talks about like, hey, prepare. You can do your own Monday, Thursday service if you so desire. So whether that's just with your family or whether you invite friends of have like we always have communion at church as this like little individualized thing of like, especially right, right now in COVID, in COVID, like it's here's like, this really own. weird, yeah. nasty juice and yeah. here's this really weird, nasty cracker. And like, <laughs> it's just a very short thing that we do. But the original like upper room would have been an entire meal. Right. So we would encourage you get together with family or friends, incorporate communion into a meal, but actually have a meal. Remember what Jesus did. You can read some of the passages from the Lent devotional, the stuff in the upper room, Jesus's prayer in the garden of Gethsemane to kind of remember what that is and take time to pray for one another. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the new Testament, sometimes they called that meal a love feast. They did. They got in trouble for that. (laughs) And they got in trouble. Did you know that Morgan? No. Yeah. 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 No, they, they, and I know that sounds crazy, but it, the word they used for love was agape Mm -hmm. and it is this unconditional like like love that we express but experience but then it's always like when you think about a feast that's a party like mm-hmm. that's not like you're right we have these tiny little crackers and a little bit of juice and it's like it's not a party it's not sustenance it's a very bad let me party. tell you that like <laughs> i know man cannot live on bread alone but you definitely can't live on the communion cracker no. and the juice yeah. but um the way that this was normally done was like a big robust table with good food and good wine. And in the middle of it all, you'd break the bread and you would say, this is the body of Christ. Let's do this and remember. You know, it would be a party. I love that. I think there's something really special about um, taking communion as a family too at the dinner table. Um, speaking of Hawaii, um, when I was living in Hawaii, I was living with a pastor and we every time we would have dinner um, as a household, which was probably once or twice every few weeks, um, 
uh, we would take communion together um, mm. before dinner. Yeah. And um, it would be a shared Obviously, this was pre-COVID, sure. but it would be a shared roll and yeah, cup that we would pass. Yep, that's so cool. Yeah, and it was so special, and I think it um, it took the churchiness out of it a little bit, yeah. and um, it turned into something that was really personal. And right. um, each a different person led it each time, which was beautiful too. Um, every time that I take communion now, I think about that moment of so yeah, cool. sitting at that dinner table and leading a family of. Hawaiians that yeah. you know we're we're different cultures you know right, and just bringing right. that together under God was just really beautiful so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so if you are wondering again how to participate in this have a moment with the creator of the universe um, or get some people together and literally break good bread. <laughs> yeah, you get to pick. <laughs> you know, drink some of them Hawaiian sweet rolls are highly right? recommended. Yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, do it in remembrance of the things that Jesus has done for us, but also what he will do for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as we progress past Thursday, yep. um, Jesus spent that night with his disciples, but we know what comes next. We call it Good Friday. Why is it good it's ironic. <laughs> when, yeah. When it is probably one of the darkest days yeah. at the same time. Like what, how do we hold this tension and what, first off, what happens on Good Friday? Yes. So Good Friday is commemorating the day that Jesus dies. So everything that happens on the cross is traditionally supposed to have happened on Good Friday. So that's why the name feels ironic because normally we don't call good someone being put to death and executed. Um, but as Christians, we can celebrate that because that is the beginning of everything that is good for us. That is the beginning of redemption is found in the darkest of moments when it seems like God has been defeated. In reality, Jesus is taking ground that nobody else can see at that point. And so there's a weight to this day, which is again, one of the reasons why we call it Good Friday. (laughs) But the church has traditionally for thousands of years also gathered on Good Friday um, and had a service for lack of a better term. And I know we're planning to do the same thing here at Before yeah. Morgan. What yeah. is that going to look like for us? Yeah, well, um, we are going to sing a few songs, um, yeah. worship, and um, we're going to take communion. Yeah. And So if you don't get it on Thursday, you yeah. can come and get it on Friday. Exactly. Yeah. Or do it twice. There's no, yeah. there's no like limit to how many <laughs> days you can take communion. Yep. Yeah. And then um, Brad will speak something you know over us and um speak a a short message and um we'll go into another song but um yeah it'll be really simple and just it's usually just a time to um reflect and um i especially i i really enjoy good friday services so i think it's going to be really good and what time is our good friday service morgan yeah um it's at 7 a.m um it's going to be an hour long um on friday of course um and so that way you know if you have work or school to go to you can um attend before that. Perfect. Yeah. Following Good Friday, which is kind of a day where our dreams go to die in some (laughs) ways. Dreams of the disciples died at least. Yeah. If you put yourself in their shoes in a lot of ways, like everything they had hoped for and anticipated had died. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the beautiful things about um, following Jesus is that it's okay to have those moments of sadness. It's okay to sit in that place like Mary did at the foot of the cross of Jesus mm-hmm. and weep. For sure. Yeah. And then we have the most untalked about day <laughs> of Holy Day, but in my opinion, the most common experience of Christians, yeah. um, of people in this world. And it has been called so many different names from um, uh, 
the Holy Saturday, which I'm like, which is the lame, lame. name. Like you just kind of threw something <laughs> out there and attached it. Well, it's special, so we're gonna call it Holy. Right. <laughs> um, my our friend AJ Swoboda calls it Awkward Saturday, which I think a lot is more fitting. A really good name. Love it. Right. <laughs> um, and it's awkward because nothing happens. It's a day of, it's a silent day where the dreams are right. still dead and there's no indication that the dreams are coming back. That's right. But it's just like a whole day where we're like picking up the pieces and what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you guys ever had days like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you, Alex? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I think it's the most common experience of people. Mm-hmm. I think Awkward Saturday is often like, we have these mountaintop experiences with God, which is what Easter Sunday is about. Um, and then you have these big moments and gaps and questions and wondering, and they don't make sense when you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they often don't make sense till you look back on it. Um, and that's what the whole day is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's about the awkwardness of waiting. <laughs> which I think is comforting because I Why? think a lot of us feel like we want to focus on the happiness and the joy and the resurrection of Easter. Mm-hmm. And even to some extent, we want to focus on like, how did we get there? So like Good Friday. So it's easy to kind of skip over the awkwardness and the waiting and the tension and the like honest grief of the disciples. Mm-hmm. Like they're all hiding in a room mm-hmm. in the upper room, traditionally, um, hanging out there, thinking that their dreams are over, trying to pick up the pieces grieving over the loss of their friend and like i think that's where we live 75 percent of our lives is between hey i had this cool thing or idea or hope or dream and oh then it died and then oh like and a lot of times god does god takes those things and he brings them back into our life and somehow whether that's a relationship or a career or an ambition or whatever that might look like god is in the business of resurrection but we often want to just kind of like okay this sad thing happened i mean how many times does that happen in a testimony where it's like this right. sad thing happened to me and then like 5 years later this other great thing happened and we kind of skip <laughs> over the like but those 5 years were really terrible Um, and you you have to have the willingness to sit in that awkwardness and to let other people sit in that awkwardness to really appreciate the beauty that is Easter Sunday Mm. yeah it's cool to see that that like is a narrative like that we can look at and kind of have a reference for it happens later but you know Jesus is on the road to Emmaus and he's with Mm -hmm. Cleopas and the other disciple traditionally poor person we don't know their name yeah um (laughs) And they have a line and they they say, we had hoped mm-hmm. that Jesus would be the one to restore Israel. Ironically, they're talking to the resurrected Jesus. Yeah, they don't right? know that so they don't, <laughs> they don't quite know that yet, but you know, they're walking away from where Jesus said he was about to do something in their life. Like they're walking away from Jerusalem. They're walking away from where all of this stuff that Jesus said was going to happen, happened. Mm-hmm. And they find themselves despondent and sad and heartbroken. And I think if there's a message in this day for anyone, like how do you participate in awkward Saturday? Some of it is just permission to under, like permission to be there, mm-hmm. right? Permission to like, yeah. you're, there's nothing wrong with you if you're now in awkward Saturday. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, um, welcome to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think we we spend so much time wanting to get out of that space mm-hmm. and rightfully so, like clawing our way out of that in-between space of what God is doing um, that, you know, we think that because of that, and I don't think that's wrong to want to get out of it, by the way. No. I don't think that's bad, but because of that, we often don't appreciate it for what it is, or we don't allow, we think it's inherently wrong or bad that we're there. And we don't give other people permission to be in that spot either. Because I think in church world, it's very easy to be like, well, all things work together for God's good. And like, that doesn't, that's true, but that doesn't mean that the disciples are feeling that on awkward Saturday and they need permission to be able to feel how they're going to feel even while trusting God that like he's doing something in the meantime. And Morgan, I know some of your story and Mm -hmm. in an ambiguous way, I know that you've suffered. You've Mm -hmm. gone through seasons Mm -hmm. of suffering and it's similar to the awkwardness of Saturday. And probably the most unhelpful things I would guess are the like well wishes of this is going to be great and Mm -hmm. God's going to use this in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the some of the most encouraging words that I received were, it's okay to sit in this. And it wasn't like, yeah, this things are going to get better because they didn't, you know, you don't actually know. Like, right. <laughs> you don't know right. if things are going to get better. And um, being able to find God in the suffering sometimes um, is is a good skill to, you know, yeah. develop. And yeah. Um, yeah, one that but, we never perfect. No, <laughs> no. Which is why no. bad things keep happening to us, I guess. Yeah. God's working on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think we have this ultimate hope that we know of that things will be okay. Mm-hmm. Things, think God is going to move. And right. But the question as to like, why do we have to journey through what we're journeying through right now mm-hmm. yeah. is a pretty significant one. Um, and I just think that God gives us this blueprint in life of awkward Saturday to mm-hmm. just say it's okay to be there right now and not have the answers and it's okay to not force somebody else out of this day (laughs) out of this space because um sunday is coming which that is the ultimate hope that we have like every human experiences friday and saturday Mm -hmm. but the hope of following jesus is that we get to see easter sunday and um what is that like there's what is easter sunday right it's the happiest of the days. It is definitely the best. <laughs> because, My favorite. Yes, because that's the day. I mean, really, that's why we meet on Sundays as a church yeah. is because Sunday is the day when Jesus is resurrected and women come to find him and he is not there. And angels tell him he's been, he's risen. Like he did what he said he was going to do, which PS you may or may not have actually heard um, like, or understood at the time, but Hey, remember he told you this thing and like now it's happened. Um, So, and his, and it's not just like, I think as a child growing up, I was like, great. Jesus is back. (laughs) Um, And that part is good. And obviously the disciples, like if you found out one of your friends who had died, came back to life, you'd clearly be excited about that. But it's not just like about Jesus himself. It's that like somewhere, I think in Romans that like Jesus is the first fruits of things to come. Yes. So Mm -hmm. it's a demonstration that God has defeated death and God Mm -hmm. has overcome sin. And that's what gives us the hope and the confidence that you were talking about, Alex, that like, Good Friday isn't the end. 
Awkward Saturday isn't isn't the the eternal wandering. Yeah. And eventually, like, Jesus is the first indication. It's like the first flowers that come up in the spring that let you know, like, hey, like summer is actually coming and green things are going to come back and like there's going to be berries again and I'm very excited (laughs) about it. And those first like crocuses that like pop through the earth, they're the first symbol of something that's going to be completed in a couple months. And that's how Jesus works is like his resurrection is the first symbol that God is going to do everything that he's promised from the beginning of time that he's going to do for us. Yeah, I've heard that all life exists within these four days. Mm-hmm. You know, explain more about that. Well, I mean, I think that I guess I'll have to tell a story to explain it. Please do. Uh, in 2019, my wife almost died of sepsis. Yes, and it was crazy, like story. And Morgan, I know what you you know what this is like. This this crazy story where after the birth of my third daughter, um, she almost dies, and so I'm holding new life, mm-hmm. and at the same time watching somebody fight for their life. This very interesting picture of it all. And all the grief and all the feels of all of it, like there were moments of like Friday in Mm -hmm. this 10 day span of craziness in the hospital where it was like all our dreams, our hopes of a family are dying. And then there were the moments of Saturday in this 10 day span where it's like, we have no idea what's going on or if anything's going Mm -hmm. to change. God, where are you? Or God, you're here, or so many crazy, confusing questions. And then we had our moments of hope, like, oh, today's better. We're turning the corner. Mm -hmm. It's numbers look good today. Yeah, numbers look like we're heading (laughs) the right direction, only to like fall off a cliff again. Back to Friday. Go right back to Friday, (laughs) you know? And while at the same time, knowing Thursday is a reality too, like Mm -hmm. this reality that God was with me and that the people of God were around me, all of these things are like where life is. It's constantly happening. Yeah. And I think that the beauty of this template is that we could look at our lives and see like, it may not be a 10 day span, like mm-hmm. for it this particular season. It might be a 10 year span. It could be. Or a 20 year, it or could a be. 10, it could be 10 days. It could be <laughs> 10 weeks, we don't know. But I think it gave me, as I was, I remember one time in specific, I was sitting there and it wasn't looking good. And I had, you know, Lennon in my arms and I was just thinking, she's never gonna know her mom. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was finding myself not angry with God because at the same time knowing that one, he didn't cause sepsis in my wife. Um, whether he could prevent it or not, I don't really know. Like that, that's a whole different conversation. But ultimately he was with me and I mm-hmm. knew that. Yeah. And that was the like that was the best thing I I could hold on to because no one knew what it was like to be me in that moment. Mm-hmm. I can't even articulate what it felt like. <laughs> like I can't even re-communicate what that felt like. But I knew he was there. And I knew that even if the story didn't go the way I wanted to, I had a hope mm-hmm. that sepsis couldn't take away from me. You know, mm-hmm. I had this idea that we would somehow be together again and it would yeah. be okay. And that allowed me to say, okay, whatever is the outcome, I may not be happy about it, um, but that's the story. So that's what I mean by like, I think our whole life ebbs Mm -hmm. and flows out of those four days. Mm -hmm. And I think those four days, we've talked about the liturgical calendar of 
over and over we kind of see and Ecclesiastes also talks about this of that there is like a cyclical nature to our lives that there are good seasons and there are bad seasons and there are hard seasons and there are really easy happy joyful seasons that we wish would last a lot longer um and i think this is another one of those cycles that we can look at and see mirrored in our own lives and that should give us hope of even if i'm stuck in if even if this last year for you has been Good Friday of everything that you've hoped for and wished for dying, either literally or figuratively. Like you might be in Awkward Saturday for a while, but there is that ultimate yeah. hope of restoration, both this side and on the other side of heaven. Yeah. That, yeah. The story of the Bible, like if you remember the garden, which was human flourishing in relationship with God, unending resources, no death. Garden of Eden, Garden of Delight. The gate gets shut by angels, right? So the path to life is dead. It's done. We can't go back. But then the tomb of Jesus happens to be in a garden. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the stone that was keeping death inside of that tomb is actually rolled away by angels. And Jesus comes walking out. And so it's like the tree of life that once was held back. All of a sudden, the doors opened and life comes pouring out and everything begins to change. And we wait for everything to change again, mm -hmm. right? And, and that's this interesting tension we live in. But I just love that picture that God sets this up. I mean, could Jesus have tomb been anywhere? Sure. But he decides I'm going to put it right there. Could anything have rolled away the door? Yeah. <laughs> but he just decides he's going to do it just like he did in the garden. Mm. And then it's like life literally comes out of the darkest places. And that's Easter Sunday. And that's one of the things that as Christians we have to hold on to. And I would hope that that would be something we can practice. So when we are in a position where we feel like Friday and Saturday are our reality, there is the like Sunday, the new day, that's just, again, they reoriented the whole calendar. Like the first day mm -hmm. of the week would become Sunday. Mm -hmm. Like this is the ultimate Christian hope we hold on to. Well, uh, hey, Morgan, thanks again. Of course. For yeah, jumping yeah. in, for sharing some of your reflections and thoughts. Yeah. Um, we're really glad to have you. It's good to we'll be here. We'll have you back for yeah. sure. We'll <laughs> oh, good. I'm invited back. <laughs> yes, you are invited yes. back. And uh, we will for sure see you at our Good Friday service, our um, not awkward Saturday service, <laughs> and our Easter Sunday service. All right. Um, Ashley, you send us off. Yeah, um, just a quick announcement before we finish up. Because it is Easter and we are doing all the things here at B4 and our production team is doing all the things for this weekend, we are not going to be releasing an episode of this podcast next Tuesday. So if you are looking for that, you will be disappointed. We will be back, but we are taking a little break for Easter just to make sure everybody retains their sanity. Um, but we will actually have extra episodes of the weekly liturgy podcast this week. So we'll have our normal Thursday episode and then we'll have additional episodes for all the holy days that we talked about today, Good Friday, Awkward Saturday, and Easter Sunday. So make sure you're on the lookout for those. And if you're subscribed, they're just going to pop right into your little podcast feed. And if you're not subscribed, you should go ahead and do that. Make sure you're following us on either iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, and all that stuff will come to you automatically. Per usual, if you found this episode encouraging or informative and you think there's somebody else that would like to hear it, please 
please share it with them. It's one of the best ways that um, we can spread this podcast around is through word of mouth advertising, good old fashioned stuff. Uh, also, if you have a minute, just go ahead and rate and review our podcast. That's helpful for us to know how you're feeling about the podcast. And it also actually helps other people find it through Apple's algorithms and all that fun stuff. Thank you for joining us today. We wish you all a happy Easter and we'll see you next time. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.